Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we will talk about how the art book industry infiltrated the guidebook industry and killed guidebooks in favor of art books. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. Today we're joined by... Should we just call you Jordan or Zerva, actually? Um, I mean, everyone calls you Jordan. Everyone calls me Jordan, and I kind of feel salty that no one ever called him by a cool internet name I made up, but it just called... They say Jordan. It's easier. Well, everyone calls me Dylan. I mean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that is my internet name. If it makes you feel better, nobody calls me by my real name. <laughs> I will not call you your real name because my brother has, has the same name. Ooh, that's true. I favor my you know, online name anyway. So. It's, it shortens down really nicely. It, it, it works. I also like making you feel bad by calling you Vecum. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> I mean, people used to see my name in-game and still spell it V-I-C-T-E-M. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's right there. <laughs> God damn it, dude. No, but really, uh, I can fix it with editing magic. Do you, do you want me to go call you Jordan or Zerva? Like, do you Just care? Jordan works. Jordan works. All right, I'll leave it in. All right, so we have a short agenda today because we have Jordan here, and we wanted to talk awesome stories about D&D, in which Jordan's in almost all of them because uh, for a good like couple years straight, he was kind of our dedicated DM, and I think he hated it. Forever uh, DM's life. If, you, if you're forever DM, you know the pain. But... The, the games where he's not the DM are usually the best. So, I mean, there's that as well. So, real quick, for those listening, you should know that we're recording this on the 1st of November. There is this thing that happens in a couple days. It rhymes with erection, and we're not going to talk about it because this episode will be edited and released next Sunday, and that thing will be over. And uh, we already gave you our pre election, erection, whatever you want to call it, takes in episode 20. You should just go back to episode 20. Also, in episode 20, I explain why talking about politics on the internet is fucking dumb, and everyone who does it just looks like an idiot. So there's that, too. Uh, if you want to listen to it, we're not going to bring it up in this episode going forward. Yeah, the erection was a couple episodes ago. We're all soft now, so. Yeah, we all saw our doctors because it lasted longer than four hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> iTunes, I, I keep pushing the limit. I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I'm sure we're fine on that one. We, we creep closer to the ban every every word. You start raising the dial until you can't do it no more, and then you just take it back once. You'll be fine. So let's move swiftly along through these agenda items so we can get to the storytelling. So, so Victim, did you see M. Tash's video where he uh, said he wasn't going to play on his main account anymore for Genshin Impact? I skipped it because I, I got a Cliff Notes, and I saw the, uh, the, t the framing, and he wasn't the only one who made a video like that either. But I think he's the one who definitely did it the worst, and that's... Ah, I got I got some opinions. <laughs> this motherfucker cried. I mean, it's obviously a clip of his stream because he makes his videos on stream and then edits them for YouTube for release, right? Because he's double dipping. And he even admitted in his video that he made back all the money he gambled on Gotcha and then some because he got so many views being one of the top Genshin YouTuber guys. It's like, oh, yeah, I spent 7000 Canadian on Genshin. Oh, yeah, my videos made like 8000 Canadian. So I like I made it all back and incurred no personal loss but then he starts crying maybe he was actually crying maybe he was just trying to get another seven thousand dollars and not spend it on genshin right uh he, he cried and was talking about how it keeps me up at night thinking that my videos are inspiring my some of my viewers who may have a problem with gambling to spend money that they don't have on yeah. genshin impact because genshin impact for xyz reasons will take your money and i mean it's a gotcha and it's not like revolutionary drop rates or anything. It's pretty run of the mill, super rare for everything. Yeah. See, the big thing I have a problem with that is I don't know if his crime is genuine or not. 
I didn't watch the video, so I won't, I won't speak to that. But the issue I have is that, like, when Markiplier, someone I don't, I don't really watch all that much on YouTube, he, he had a video where he was crying about something to do with his, his viewer base. That dude commonly goes out and does, like, these things where he raises awareness for things without asking for money or, or trying to do anything. But Mtash has a donation button. He's got everything, you know, from, you know, like, from sponsor videos to everything. It's very clear that he's, you know, he's benefiting from all this stuff. I don't think he needs to tell us that. I don't, I don't think he would continue to do it if he wasn't. I mean, he's a content creator. I, I don't think he, like, he already made separate accounts. I mean, so you know he's willing to re-roll. So it's not like he really gives a shit. He's willing to play this game to the fullest anyway. And he pretends like he's not making videos for an audience that already knows what they're playing. And I think that that's, that's the main disservice. I, I hate how clickbait he is, too. Like, he, he did a video where he's like, this is already killing the game. Players are quitting I know. Today. And it's like, dude, only you and like the other like maybe 30 people who stream this game like day in and day out are where you're at. Nobody else is there. So it's like, how is that killing the game then? Because all the streamers are not playing it anymore, which is not true. They still are. I remember I really like the analogy you gave in uh, one of our last episodes about how it's like playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 150 hours and then being mad after beating all the super bosses. There's nothing else to do. It's like step off. What the fuck? <laughs> it, it's just like, sure, there's more to come, but you know, you can't expect the whole fucking. Yeah. You know, if we're to if we're to estimate based on like the the time that each of these zones takes, we're looking at like 700 fucking hours worth of story content, voiced story content, probably more than that. I don't know how you can. I don't. It just doesn't. It blows my mind. There's nothing to be mad at about. Like you can yeah. be annoyed and you can wish that something didn't exist. Criticism is is totally fine. But some of these people are like doom saying to to the highest extent over something that is so minor and i hate it it's so frustrating to listen to digital extremes teases voice story content like two years ahead of its release and sometimes it never fucking comes out yeah. and like here we are playing genshin all spoiled and shit like ha i've had more fun than this than i've had with warframe in years you don't play either of these games do you jordan oh i've i've tried to play <laughs> genshin um i like it i just mm-hmm. i have better things i can be playing yeah. If I wanted to play Breath of the Waifu, I would just go play Breath of the Wild and Heartthrob over Minfilia more. But I, I but like I can see where people have problems with what this guy did. And I don't really which one, know. Which one is that? Is that the fish girl? Fish girl, yeah. Fish girl, best girl. No, oh, Mifa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me what I what I call her. You, you said Minfilia. You, you can oh, tell you even more 14 lately. 14. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, slips. I will also I will also heartthrob over Memphilia as well. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I don't know much about the Genshin Impact community because I just don't care enough. It's it's but, not an MMO. It's like yeah, there's yeah. a community and yeah, there's co-op. I only just unlocked it. It's well, not an entry thing. Well, even just the fact that there are people streaming it creates a community. Like people that want too. to watch it. And, like, I'm pragmatic. I don't really think that there are good people left in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And all I see when I hear the story of what this guy did is right now, to me, it sounds like he's he's double-dipping on uh, on emotions. One, and he's, he's double-dipping on platforms. Well, platforms, like, I, I see I see streamers as a corporation, kind of. They're, all, they're smallest businesses. They gotta make as much money as they mm-hmm. can. They, he double-dips on platforms. That's fine. You need to put your uh, service on multiple markets to get more money. But when you start double dipping on a message is when you get to be getting uh, unethical. I'm he plays a game as hardcore as it comes, spending what do you say seven thousand 
Yeah. Yeah, it was around that. And people will stay and watch that because it is good to watch these roles, even if it's not yours. But now he that he has pretty much got all the views he's probably going to get from that until the next uh, big release comes in and there's more stuff to roll on. Now he's doubling down on, uh, he's double dipping in the, I want sympathy money, so I'm going to be a good saint here. So he's, right. make, he's, he's pulling empathy from the people who think he's doing a good thing and getting more views that way. That's how I see it. And there's a bunch of naysayers about the game that point to his video and similar videos. Like, look, the game is as bad as he thought, guys. And then the same fucking dude, uh, the one that cried on camera, he, um, he swore off payment. He was like, I'm only playing a free-to-play account. So watching me continuing, you're going to get the free-to-play experience. And then he proceeds to play enough of the game free to play to make enough slot machine pulls right in the gotcha mechanics you can get yeah. the currency to pull oh, in the game I mean, yeah. without buying yeah and he has he, he is quickly catching up to his paid account in uh characters they're not like so in genshin when you pull a character you can use them and when you pull them again because it doesn't take them out of the pool they get a new passive ability right and some of them are uh game changing for the character and some of them are just oh that's nice i didn't need that so uh, there's completionists out there that just keep pulling the lever because it's like, I need to max out this character now that I got him. And that's wrong because the, the gains are so little that you, you shouldn't think that way. They I've, should be little sweet bonuses, not or, things or, you strive for. I've, right. I've made... Thir- the reason I haven't really played it for a while, I've just been doing dailies and leaving, is I've pulled... I did like 30 pulls. I've only gotten weapons. Damn. I've not... like I, I, I just have a bad luck when it comes to gotcha games and I hit the point where... I'm not getting the endorphin rush of constantly getting stuff I want. So I'm not, instead of spending money, I just choose not to play. I'm afraid right. to show the Arcane's community my fucking Arcane's account and tell them I only spent 100 bucks. I would get crucified. I would get doxxed and then they'd come to my house and put me on a cross. Why? I, so uh, after 130 ish dollars, because Canadian, I just was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I put enough money in. I, I got my guys where I need them. I'm, uh, I just, you know, I enjoyed the game. Why not? I've been free pulling since then. I've done probably somewhere in the range of like 500 free pulls since that point. And I think I have all of the six stars except for like maybe like five or six. And I have all the ones that are really sought after. So. <laughs> it's fucking so wild. People are going to look at that and be like, I had to spend like $8,000 to get that. I'm like, yeah, it sucks to suck, I guess, dude. I don't have to tell you. Got a don't spend 8000 And people would just like tear up seeing that. Or, victim, you just keep flexing and the community be too afraid to touch you. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Symbolite. He, he plays a gotcha. It's like the Dragon Ball Z one. And he's not spent a single dollar in that game. But he's played it for oh so my. many years. He's played it for so many years. And I, he just tells me, like, I don't actually know if it's impressive or not. Because I, I have to assume. But he'll tell me, like, I got all this rare shit that people spend so much money for. And I've not spent a dime. But it took me, like, five years to get it. And I'm like, what? He did like 20 rolls, I think, um, and got like the top tier dude at the time, I think like five times in both those. In, 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 so in, tw- in 20 rolls, he got them five times, which is insane. Gotcha luck. And he posted it to the Reddit and got so much salt, like a mountain oh. of salt. And I don't remember if he got like downvoted into shit or if it was like just for memes, but like people were pissed. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Look, 
I have terrible gotcha experience. If I saw if someone pulled the best unit after three rolls, after I've spent a hundred rolls, I yeah, I would I would downvote him, track him down, and you know, I don't know, <laughs> hang a cat in his front yard or something. I fucking <laughs> I, I so I did I did try to get salt one time. I um I posted like a little clip of me one tapping the the banner uh, unit at the time in Dark Knights, and. I remember posting it at the exact same time in, in the streamer's Discord that he posted his, oh, I spent $2,000 to get my uh, Shen, I think is her name, or Chen or something. And I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> Literally slapping oh. it under his video. He's just like, yeah, here's uh, here's my $0 Chen. How's it going, my guy? Damn. <laughs> so before we move on, uh, Jordan, you do have a point. There are better games I could be playing. I'm not going to lie. There is. But what Genshin does different is I bought this little like controller for my phone that holds my phone. And when I'm not on my computer, which is a lot, I can play it on my phone eh? and it works fine. And it's, it blows my mind that I can play a game on the phone, log out, get on my computer whenever I have time for that. Never like once a week, maybe. And then I can log in on the computer and I'm right where I was with all the same shit. It's the same account. Well, I, I like that. That's actually really awesome. I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not saying that, like the reason I, I'm not saying that like, I have get better games to play because Genshin is shit or that there's uh-huh. many more games. I find your gaming preference is like your kink. No one should shame you for your kink. Like no uh, one should shame you for your kink. That should be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> well, All the episode titles are quotes from the episode, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. Good, good to know. <laughs> but like, like supporting a there, but there is like uh, there's like some like keeping the analogy. There are some kinks you probably shouldn't be supporting. I don't want to support anything that uh, any of the sports games that EA comes out just because I do find them a little predatory to my eyes, and they're just not my cup of tea. And people who play them are lower life forms than me. I, I will, but that's like keep playing your game. Just know that if you bring up that you're playing these games, I'm probably not going to keep engaging that conversation with you because this does not interest me. I had a really uh, fish out of water moment a couple years back, several years back. I went to GameStop. <laughs> well, look how old I am. GameStop is still around. Bitch, uh, I still go to GameStop. <laughs> I know. Am I the weird one yet. here? No. <laughs> They just, they should be dead and they're not yet. Uh, so many, many years ago, uh, you know, me and Destiny, we go to GameStop and we went to go pick up our pre-ordered collector's edition with the soundtrack Final Fantasy 13 2. Mm. And there was a lot of people in the store were like, wow, uh, we get to the cashier and we're like, wow, did everybody show up for the 13 2 release? And they're all like, we're here for Madden, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Here's something that's actually kind of hilarious because it's parallels so great. When Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn came out, so the update, uh, Kyle and I got the pre-orders and we went to GameStop at the midnight release and GameStop was packed. And we're all standing in their line until we all thought they were there for fourteen because fourteen was supposed to be supposed, was supposed to be big. It's supposed to be like a big new uh, re-release. Mm-hmm. And the guy employee's like, "All right, all the people here for your free gifts for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, raise your hands." Like four of us. And they what passed. were the rest of them there for? Um, I think it. I think it was uh, like I think it was a basketball game, uh, the oh. NBA. Yeah, I think that's what it was too. I think they yeah, it was, the same thing. wow, it was everyone else. Like we like, and there, what was funny though is I overheard people in the store like. Wait, these people playing that nerd like 
not quoting. Those people playing that nerd game are getting a free poster for their video game and we don't get shit. It's like, you're buying an EA game, bud. They're not going to give you something unless you spend 100 bucks. Yeah. And so when I picked up 13.2, uh, the other thing I did wrong was when I was up, then the cashier told me they were all here for Madden. I deadpan deliver without thinking about it because I don't have a filter, right? It gets me in trouble. I, I just deadpan deliver. Oh, people still play that? I quickly bought the game and left. Um, <laughs> so I will say that I do actually play play one uh, one sports game. And I've been playing it since 1997 because it was NFL Blitz. I love NFL Blitz. I oh still have it all for PS1. And it, like I don't need the new NFL Blitz or the new NFL games because NFL Blitz, the original, still works for me. I know. I played that so much. because So when I was growing up, my stepdad, he had like this modded PS1 and from like Korea or some shit. And then we had a bunch of like bootleg games and NFL Blitz 2000 was one of them. And it was so good. It was like, why would I ever play a different football game? I was busting out the PS1 during like the PS2, early PS3 era when friends come over. Like, we're playing NFL Blitz, motherfucker. Maybe that's what we need to do, <laughs> Buckle Dylan. up. So I, so I looked it up. I, I had to look it up to figure out. Which, I, I wanted to be certain of what game it was, Jordan. I yeah. shit you not, it was Madden. Ha! It was another it Madden. Was same series, though. Wow, that is wow. uncanny. Yeah, same, like, uh, it was 13-2, right? Yeah, so that would so I think fourteen uh, Realm Reborn would have came out like after that, like that would have been the next game that came out because then it was Lightning Returns, right? And then it was fifteen. They made one every year. Every, yeah. They make a Madden game every year, and so if I was picking yeah. up thirteen two on the for that release, then you were picking up a Realm Reborn on another release. And I yeah. remember you you telling me a Realm Reborn was so good. We got really drunk one night, and you demanded that I take you to Walmart, and you bought me a copy. Oh God, I remember that. You were really drunk, though. What else is new? <laughs> but you were like, Dylan, you need to play a Realm Reborn. It's that good. And I'm like, okay. It was it was a good MMO because my only point of reference was was uh, WoW, and mm-hmm. WoW is a dumpster fire. Yeah. And so, like, like I'm about I'm back to playing 14 now, and I'm loving it. Like, like I t- I keep taking these like long like year like half a year year long hiatuses from 14, but every time I come back, I'm always enjoying myself. And not many games can do that, especially MMOs. Yeah, I didn't get past level 30. I understand, because I went back and tried. It sucks. It's not my kind of game. Like, it's just not. Like, if I'm going to play an MMO, like, I'd rather play a sci-fi game like Fantasy Star Online 2, which we did play for a little bit together. But the four-player party limit is just a deal breaker. When it came to Fantasy Star, the thing that broke me is I can't keep up with your guys' pace. Right. Well, I couldn't keep up with the pace either. Like, like people kept dumbing it down for me. Like, here, let me taxi you here and there and uh, like, carry you through all this high level content. And it's like, this is just Borderlands all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So Jordan was one of the, the other guy, the three guys that, that dragged me kicking and screaming through Borderlands too. The week I sent you through Borderlands, I literally had beaten the game five times that week. Yeah. Because I just had to keep running people through it because Kyle wanted more and more people. He kept buying it for people. He bought yeah. me my copy. I didn't buy that game. I played the first game and I was like, this is okay. It yeah. was a lot funner with Couch Co-op. Oh, yeah. Which is how I played it. Borderlands 3, when Borderlands 3 came out, me and Koi played, uh, like, we Couch Co-opted it. And it was, it's great. Like, it, playing it online, you just lose something. Yeah, I remember, yeah. like, Borderlands 1, I, I either rented it. Or bought it. I think I game flight it. I think I think my stepdad was into game fly at the time. I forgot and, that was a thing. And I remember we just we bought like um 
like a, a couple 64 packs of uh, Mountain Dew. And then me and Travis just like we played through it for three days straight and did, took no breaks and we beat it. And then that's we never the, went back. That's the best <laughs> way to experience Borderlands. See, that's that's one series of kinks. I just I feel like I accidentally end up shaming people for <laughs> Wait, Borderlands. Wait, Borderland. wait. <laughs> No, no, I got the reference, but I didn't know that you were making the comparison to Borderlands. But, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I get it. That's not for everyone. In fact, when me and my brother first played Borderlands 1, we kind of got hyped because we heard we heard FPS RPG, and our, we, without looking at any other content, our mind just went wild. And when we got the game, we were both just really disappointed. Yeah. But going back to it when I got older, and, like, like I don't like dealing with people, so play, I play it by myself. I The humor's good. The combat's good. And that's what kept me get kept me in. Mm-hmm. And then Those they made more, and then they shouldn't have. Well, maybe Borderlands Two was fine. <laughs> Borderlands Two was probably the pinnacle. It is, in my opinion, the best Borderlands game because mm. the writing is the best that of much the better. series. Uh, the mechanics all have been fleshed out. They know what they're trying to do. The DLCs are really good because Krieg is the best character they've ever written. And then the pre sequel happened, and we kind of just ignore that. And Borderlands Three is can't really compare to two so it's just kind of there it's a shame that sarge isn't here because sarge is out of state right now he's in our state but he's here on business so uh he's not here to crash the the show and and talk on my microphone in person but he's like a big fan of borderlands and he put a lot of time into three because he really liked one and two and uh, he he might have a different take on on how good three is, but um, uh, we're not gonna have that discussion because he's not no. here, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I find it really weird though that like I I genuinely I mean I played through the halfway to the halfway point about one and two, and I I liked the humor. I thought it was great, but I don't know something about like the the looter shooter formula. Like the same with Destiny. I couldn't stand Destiny. It's just weird what you got against my like, wife. I'm just kidding. Yeah, there you, <laughs> you you know what she did. <laughs> it's funny. It came out on her birthday. Oh, yeah, that. It came out on her birthday, and it's like, what the fuck? Anyways, loot rolls. Yeah, so, I like, I'm so used to it in other games. So, like, if I were to play, like, Diablo, even though I don't really like Diablo 3, but, like, let's just say, like, I don't know, dungeon crawlers, ARPGs, I, I'm perfectly fine with it there. I'm perfectly fine with it in MMOs. I'm perfectly fine with it in Genshin Impact. I find that kind of fun. But the moment it's, like, in a shooter, I guess it's because it's more... I'm I'm so used to like shooter games being more about like my reflex, my reaction, my ability to like do things at a quick pace. But then when it's me just shooting something, shooting a health bar, it feels really cheap to me, I guess. And I think that that's why I really couldn't get into those kinds of games. I, With I think health bars a, and damage numbers, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think it's just a disconnect from the genre. Like the first person shooters don't really need RPG elements. Borderlands makes it work, but I think that is the best you're going to do. But it, yeah, it feels weird. Uh, and until mm-hmm. you get to some of the legendary guns, like all the guns just feel the same with better numbers. Like yeah, like you get like some guns that are actually pretty cool, like the Rackman, which is a Batman joke. But it does insane damage and has really high fire rate, but it can't drop an enemy below one because Batman refuses to kill. So it's a really good gun, and it makes you have to change your playstyle. But there are so few guns in the games that do that. And then you have the problem of just the guns are too customizable. Where if you want to get a gun, you really need for your build. Like I spent, I think, a total of twenty-one hours trying to get not just a Sandhawk, but the right Sandhawk. Until I eventually just gave up, said "fuck it," put in a uh, downloaded the gun editor, got the one Sandhawk, and then edited edited the code. 
Nice. And I felt terrible afterwards because that's the bullshit Kyle pulls to make the game not fun. Yeah, he's done that a couple times to me as well. Yeah. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I've heard. I, that, that's one of the things I do like though about uh, Planet Side Two. It's an MMO and a RPG, but it's also a first-person shooter. And no matter how high of a level you are, no matter what gun you're using, you put a bullet in somebody's head, they're gonna die. <laughs> Unless you're me and you miss the head. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just an aim problem. But like every gun in Planet Side is a side grade; they're all competitive. That's uh, not normal in today's day and age, and I think it should be normal. Yeah, that's what I miss about Blacklight. I mean, it wasn't an MMO, oh, but like, God, it's so highly customizable that I just fucking Dude, love me, it. I mean, me it, and Oren played so much Blacklight. That game is so Orin, good. <laughs> Oren got me into it, too. It boiled down to like Call of Duty eventually, but that was like after they like well, started watering down the game and it changed developers. And Blacklight mm-hmm. was amazing because it was a game that the less you took it seriously, the more fun it got. It was it was mm-hmm. pretty ridiculous. I, like, I can agree to that. Like there was a lot kit, of fun to be had. My kit was the throwing knives, the tomahawk, the bow, and I think the the hammer that one shots people, but because it has a shotgun shell in it. Oh yeah, yeah. And my uh my hard suit, I I foregoed the hard suit for the sword, and all I did was just get as many kills as I could, grab the sword, suicide myself, so because the sword stays on the map, and then go and buy another sword. So eventually the map was flooded with swords. Like, wow. That's all I kept doing was making sure everyone had a sword and we all just started running around killing each other with swords. We turned the first person shooter into just first person we, <laughs> and into Warframe. We just made Warframe. <laughs> we just, you just made more grounded Warframe, yeah. That's amazing. Like, I remember uh, watching Oren play in the last year that that game was around and, like, the community had dwindled in size so small that everyone knew each other Yeah, in every game. And it, yep. gave yeah. some, it gave me Metal Gear Online vibes, because Metal Gear Online always had a small community, especially in the first one. And the second one, it was a lot bigger. But in your region, like North America, like you could reasonably get to know who all the big players are, who all the clans are, even though it was a bit bigger of a space. But this was tiny. This was like, we barely fit in a couple lobbies, and we know everybody. And it's like, oh, that guy's a dick. Like, well, yeah. yeah. I played some with Orin in those days, and it was going to a match that was actually had a like a semi full lobby. Get shot by a guy, and Orin says, "All right, we go find a different lobby because all that guy does is put down all of the sniping uh, things to make it where you can't spot him, and he just sits in one place and kills people who can't turn his corners." I know exactly who you're talking about. Forget his name. I see. I used to play at that time too, and and Dylan's right. I used to, I got mm-hmm. I got used to everybody. Just instantly, you knew who it was, what they were doing by their name. It was is weird, but like it's weird. It's a, it's a yeah. It's, all, it's such a weird feeling to just uh. see. I I got lucky. I had a guy like a couple years prior to that point who I was just in a lobby with him. It must have been like some rich dude. I'm like I'm like hey on a whim. I'm like could you buy me the bullpup rifle? He's like fuck it. Here's all the receivers. He just straight like gifted me everything. Sweet. I was like awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna build guns now. Uh, I I really wish the little servers just didn't get shut down and the, it got revived because it was a fun game. Yeah, the devs really did try, but the issue was is like no matter how much they pushed, no, how many updates they did, it's still technically alive. Uh, technically, I think on PS4, I no, on PS4, on yeah, PS4, on PS4, it's because the servers they work a little differently than the PC ones, so they couldn't they could have just shut them down, but it wasn't costing them any money, so they just said fuck it and left it. That's fine. It kind of reminds me of the the MGO one days. One thing that um, me and Sarge would do is in MGO one, there was a very limited selection of weapons because it was based on Metal Gear Solid three. So for primary weapons, all you had to pick from was the XM, which was you know the, the M four with the silencer, right? The AK, 
all from Metal Gear Solid 3 single player. There was no new weapon. The the M37 shotgun, the Scorpion SMG, the most Nagant, or the SVD sniper rifle, right? Those are the only primary weapons you could pick. I can't remember how any of those weapons worked in MGS3 because I only used the silencer pistol and the silencer sniper rifle. Because I played that game how it was meant to be played. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> so that's the SVD, but in MGO Online, it's it's um not silence. And then, uh, of course, you can get the, the killing pistol, the trank pistol, and then your grenade. So it was the meta to use the XM because you can go into first person view. You can lean to the left or to the right with L2 or R2 and then pull your gun out and shoot without doing iron sights and you're at headshot level. So people would do this to do a quick headshot level hit scan sprays with the XM. And then before your silencer breaks, it's pretty straight line freaking accuracy. And then if, without the silencer, you just have to like pace your bullets. Right. And that was the accepted way to play aggressive with killing not stunning or putting people to sleep. People did that all the time. And then people considered auto-aim to be uh, not, what's it called, good? Or they considered it to be a crutch or a noob thing. And they would shame anybody who does it because, look, you sprayed your whole clip into me and barely killed me. Ha ha ha. That's because everyone has an invincibility frame of like a couple like microseconds of like you hit them and they go, uh, and then you can hit them again. Right? So with the AK-47, that's four bullets when you account for invincibility frames and me and sarge got the timing really well so i would auto aim people and be like tap 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 and then i could do that to the next person and the next person because the clip was big enough to kill like four of them in this method beautiful sounds like they weren't thinking outside the box they They were not oh god damn you and they um they thought we were cheating because it's like how are you doing that without reloading huh and it's like dude Learn to play. <laughs> yeah, that, that was always an issue for me, too, in other, in other games. Like, uh, I, I played a lot of Halo, a lot of COD back in the day. And whenever you would find something new and funny and nobody was using it because no one really gave a shit. They wanted to use what all the pros were doing. It's like, well, the pros are out there, like, not missing headshots, my guy. You're missing, like, half your fucking clip to me. Like, so if I can do these po- meme shit, like, why shouldn't I? I'm, I'm kicking the shit out of you. That's all that matters to me. It just feels to me like most of these people play FPSs and don't understand, like, builds. Or just, like, strategy in general. Like, as the fighting game community says, get back into the lab. But those tools help. They are there for a reason. They're not for show. <laughs> God, I, I, I've been playing a lot of fighting games. I get that a lot. And almost everything I've learned from playing fighting games translates to almost every other game. It's just discipline. I'm still mad about that show up uh, between you and me at PAX. Like, <laughs> if, if you recall, Victim, uh, so the story goes, me and Jordan went to PAX together because of a, I was going to go with Destiny, but there was some weird snafu with our tickets. And uh, so me and Jordan went and there was a Tekken 7 booth. Tekken 7 was only in the arcades. It wasn't on console or PC yet. And we, we wait in line for some time to, to play it and against each other. I play Yoshimitsu because I've been playing him for like a decade and I know his combos really well. But they decided that Tekken 7 was the one where they were really going to change him a lot. And none of my combos worked. And I I floundered. And then he played someone he was familiar with and I just got stomped. I was like, nobody beats my Yoshi. What the fuck? <laughs> I still have, like, I, I, I don't play Tekken and I have never really played Tekken except for the 1 and 4 PS1 many, many moons ago. And I still don't remember the character I play's name. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, the, the, uh, Xiaoling. Xiaoling, yeah, yeah. But, like, and then later you try to rematch me uh, when you bought the game. And you, you kicked my ass because I, I've been playing Street Fighter, not Tekken. But then I realized that Akuma's in the game. And he plays oh, just dirty. like a show. Dirty, dirty, dirty. So I just played Akuma 
Because also, one button raging demon? Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. I don't have to learn the input now, I can just do it. It's fucked up. It really <laughs> is. It's fucked up. You gotta give those weak Tekken players a crutch. Uh-huh. There, there's art to 3D fighters, man. You just need to see oh. it. Oh, no, there, there is. Like, I am not disrespect. <laughs> like, I, the disrespect uh-huh. I throw for 3D, for Tekken players at this point is just me memeing because mm-hmm. the Street Fighter community hates the Tekken community. Not really hates. They just. Dude, 1v1 me Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, Chunin Arena. Dude, let's Ooh. fucking do it. Look, I would rather battlefield Fox McCloud than play <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> you know what else the Street Fighter community hates, Jordan? Everything? Street Fighter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I said, everything. Apparently, that new one was a doozy, right? Like, oh, oh okay, no, 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 no. Okay. Can you explain to me why people are um, not happy with the most recent version of Street Fighter? So, Street Fighter Five. Uh, I, I, I am new to the fighting game community myself because Dan got me into it when Street Fighter Five was like two months out from being released. Dan hits me up, says I was joining a fight club, and dragged my ass to Mike's house to play uh, Street Fighter Four. Sounds like a good time. Uh, and then he set me down, put a controller in my hands, and says, pick a character that looks fun, and you're going to play people, loser stays on until you win. And I sat there for two and a half hours until I beat someone as Makoto, and then I learned Makoto. So that was my introduction to fighting games. So I don't know- Good taste. Good taste. Makoto is is my babe, and I have another rant after I'm done with this about Makoto, though. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so Street Fighter Five came out, and the what happened, and the reason the whole controversy hap- came up- Street Fighter V came out with no story mode, no trial mode, no, um, like, no exhibition mode. It, it was just, uh, ground co-op. I think it had, um, internet co-op and characters and a training room. That was it. Like, that's how it came out, and everyone flocked to go buy it. But, like, there is a big part of fighting game communities that play fighting games for a story, and... They don't play competitively. You don't. You go. You go to Mortal Kombat for the gore. You stay for the lore. Like mm-hmm. it, it's the same for every community. There was nothing for uh, for uh, solo players. There was nothing for casual players besides just a training room. And people flamed Capcom for it. And Capcom was upfront saying that this is an early release for competitive players to g- get a hold of it, practice before the first Evo. It didn't have story. It didn't have any of that. It was coming later for free. Wow. And yeah, it was a bad decision on Capcom's part to do this. They should have known that this was going to happen. But then the community started flaming Capcom with, with only half of the story, just saying uh, Street Fighter V was not a game that got released. Uh, but then the story came out, and the story's fine. I barely remember it because we played it while I was drunk. And mm-hmm. the, the new characters that keep coming in, it's great. The, the, the game is great. The other problems that came up when it came up uh, came out was, one, it has input delay. I think... Ooh. I think six frames or six uh, uh, point six milliseconds, something like that, of input delay. Very small in- input delay. But in a fighting game, it's enough. Then they also dumbed down the game. Uh, it is... It is, a, like, a lot more upsets happen a lot more comebacks happen because there are almost touch of death combos in street fighter 5 and anyone can do them because the uh inputs are pretty lenient i can do uh, combos in street fighter 5 that i can't do in any other fighting game because the inputs are just that lenient even the uh the the daigo moment 37 where he uh parried all of chun li's critical art you i remember that video yeah yeah 
that is like you have to hit four at uh at like in I think I have a tooth frame window to hit four to parry a uh, a hit in Street Fighter Three Third Strike. And in this game, Ryu has a parry, and you can do it by making the can can noise on your uh, controller. What? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh no, not the can can. The moringa. Oh, okay. The moringa beat. If you make can the moringa you, beat, can you demonstrate you the moringa beat? I'm not sure if I know what that is. Can you demonstrate with your voice? Nope. Because <laughs> I can't remember what it sounds like. <laughs> I right. just know uh, it is a thing. <laughs> okay. My apologies. Um, <laughs> I, if I would, if I'd known that this was coming up, I would have gone, gone and looked. That is but, okay. That is okay. But mainly, you can just smash, mash the uh, the parry button, and if you do it in the proper beat, that's it is easy to do. You can parry all of Chun Li's critical art. That's another issue that they've that like professional people have that the game is just it's been dumbed down to please advertisers, to please the uh, ESPN because they. They've been broadcasting uh, Evo and Street Fighter uh, regionals. I could just imagine Ed Boon rubbing his hands when this game came out, like, uh, "Oh, we're gonna smoke them!" Like, <laughs> well, now here's, here's actually one of the things that happened. He created Street Fighter, uh, not Street Fighter, goddamn it. Uh, he created Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Ten came out, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Could Mortal Kombat Ten dethrone uh, Street Fighter Five? No, the the community for Street Fighter Five and Mortal Kombat 10 are two completely separate communities that go to their communities for different reasons. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat has different type of fighting style and different viewership. Yeah. Same thing happened with MK11. But you know what did pretty much dethrone Street Fighter? Not by like actually removing them from Evo, but like surpassed all their numbers? Was it um, Units or whatever? Units? So Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Okay. Dragon Ball Z Fighters is crushing numbers, or it was until all this happened. You know, I'm glad they are, because that game's fun as fuck. It's so good! And I hate it so much, because I'm mad at it. I know, and I I don't have all the characters anymore, because I didn't buy the Season 2, and I have it on the Switch, which is, uh, well, input delay, right? But it actually runs very well on the Switch. You know what doesn't run very well on the Switch that I have for the Switch? Mortal Kombat 11. (laughs) Ah, That's pretty bad. Playing, playing games on the Switch, you got to be used to the like the frame rate. <laughs> it's not stable ever. The frame rate in combat is okay. It's just it takes forever to load. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay, um, that's it, yeah. It makes but, um, the single player bits kind of not fun because I mean the story was fine. Uh, the st- also Mortal Kombat is crushing it in the story department for the single player experience. They kind of have a monopoly on the fighting game single player experience. By the way, I can see that. Like they they really do have it down. Uh, and then, uh, what am I about to say? So for the single player experience on the Switch, it the, the story mode's okay, but there's this other mode called the Crypt, which is like this open world area where you run around as like a jobber that doesn't isn't a fighter. And you like, you spend the currency you get from just playing the game to open these little chests that give you like pieces of background information, alternative costumes that you don't pay money for, or this and that. And that's been a thing in Mortal Kombat ever since like Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. But it takes forever to load it on the Switch, and it makes me not want to do it. And they made it in such a way in Mortal Kombat 11 where there's, like, daily events where you can go, like, to where these NPCs are, and you can, like, fight them and pick your character. And, like, it it gives you a reason as a single-player person to do something offline. Yeah, that's always good for the health of almost any game, even if it's, compet- uh, like, co-op mainly or whatever. <laughs> a Capcom executive wants to know your location. Like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, no. Bring it. 
teach us your ways. They build video games. They don't. They, they don't. They're not fighters <laughs> Fuck themselves. It. No, Capcom executive, <laughs> come at me. I got something to say to you. <laughs> so, so we've been trying. So they made. They put in Street Fighter Five. They put in uh, the top vote. The top pop, most popular character in Street Fighter Five uh, being Sakura. And every, I and can they, see it. Yeah, and they put put like everybody that is the top. Like everyone that's at like the top of the popularity list is in Street Fighter Five right now, except one, Makoto. <gasps> Makoto is one of the your girl. Most, my girl is not in the game. And then they announced the next season of uh, Fighters that are coming into the game. Now she's wanna, in it. I'm on a preference that Makoto is from Street Fighter Third Strike. That's where she was introduced. So it it comes of uh, someone from um from rival schools. A few other characters. One like uh, Dan Habiki is the first one. He wasn't in there from the start. No, he, he was. No, he wasn't. He was in the shop. If you go to the shop and like like pick up a costume, Dan Habiki would have like a line describing the item and in his joking way. Okay. 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 Like that's a good. That's a good call. It. But they put in Danny Beaky, a guy for a girl from rival schools, uh, a guy I am not familiar with. There's a bunch I don't familiar. I'm not familiar with. But the next one after Habiki is fucking Oro, a character no one likes. I'm sure someone does. Robbie does. But <laughs> he's also originated from uh, Street Fighter Third Strike. They a character. And Makoto has not been listed unless she's the mystery character they haven't announced yet. But I swear to I swear it's probably just going to be a, a new uh, uh, a new character or a guest character. Does Street Fighter yeah. I do guest characters yet? Not really. Like that's they, one thing that they have been insulated from. Same with Dragon Ball. I mean, there's there's so many characters in Dragon Ball to pull from. They don't need guest characters. Oh no. Well, Street Fighter pulls from uh, does pull from like other of their own franchises. So like Rival Schools, Fatal Fury, or not Fatal Fury. Whatever. So Jordan, the mystery fighter gets gets announced. It's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. How mad are you? Um, I'm going to take my disc of Street Fighter Five, Orin's disc actually, because he bought it and he just left it here. I'm going to go up to Dan, who was like a professional Street Fighter player, and I'm gouging his eyes out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's a big guy. I don't know how that's going to go for you. Uh, I know where he sleeps. <laughs> God, man, I can't imagine. Like. I thought it was weird when Tekken started embracing guest characters because it was always a it was always a Soul Calibur thing, and I always thought oh, it would yeah. stay there. Like Soul Calibur, it's not yeah. weird to have a guest character because that's just what they've always done. Yeah, Soul Calibur also has like timey wimey bullshit that's like built into its story, so it really yeah. they could do whatever um, the fuck they wanted. Guest characters, I'm actually I have no problems with guest characters in almost any game. I mean, as long as they're not like fiddly incorporated into a story if that's important i'm fine with it i just when i when they cross like when they cross um entertainment platforms that's why i find it weird that's why i find negan weird right negan's weird but he's in the weirdest fighting game yeah right? like he's out of place with how normal he is yeah exactly he's out of place because he's a shit character i there i said it <laughs> I I couldn't. I'm not going to agree or disagree because I have no idea the tier list. I like that actor, but I don't like that character or that show. Nah, he he ruined that show for me. I mean, I didn't like it all that much to begin with, but even even when I would get a little bit interested, he would just fucking like remind me that it's just not a good show. Well, yeah, it, I I don't like The Walking Dead, but I, what I do like is Magic the Gathering, and now they're making Magic a uh, Walking Dead Magic cards. Gross. Fucking damn it. I am done with Wizards bullshit on that. That's dumb. They're not even the Godzilla good. Godzilla was one thing. Godzilla's it, fine. It works. Mm-hmm. 
But The Walking Dead? Really? That's fucking bullshit. I, I, oh have, God. I have no words. Like, you understand why it's dumb. I don't understand why they need to, like, insert themselves everywhere like that. I mean, like, them making video games was one thing. Because, I mean, everything makes a video game or, you know, makes a book about it later when they try to fill gaps. Or when they try to, like, make bridges. But, like, to be inserts in other people's video games? That's a new one. And I don't think I like it that much. So, Jordan, are, I know you're not a Mortal Kombat fan fan per se but are you aware of just all the guest character shenanigans that goes on in mk11 uh i'm aware of a, of a lot of them but i think i may have lost track i don't did you hear about the newest one that's coming probably not rambo you know what i'm in for it <laughs> like <laughs> he looks fun. Hold on, hold on. sylvester is sylvester still yeah. gonna do the voice yes i'm in okay for it. i'm in for it I'm now now victim do you know what other guest characters are already in MK11? No, the last time I talked about MK, MK okay, English. <clears throat> the last time I talked about MK11 was uh Xenoblade Chronicles 2 when right. I had a dude host me who he was normally uh, a streamer for the game, but he took a break and his fans got pissed at him, so he ended early and hosted me. <laughs> which I was thankful for, but he brought all of his uh really salty <laughs> viewers over. I don't know if that's like like him being nice or him just like I'm making this this random dude's problem. You know what? He was nice. He followed and he stayed in the chat for like the whole stream. So I was like, all right, all right. He's like, I'm watching <laughs> Xenoblade. This is more fun than what I was just doing. Yeah, he he, he, just, he was just bored of like literally day in and day out playing fighting games. He's like, fuck it, we're doing something different tonight. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 11 came with a guest character, and then they've had two character packs since, which had a guest character in each. The game came out, I, I believe, I don't know the order because I kind of came in late to Mortal Kombat 11. I originally skipped it, and then I bought in around the, the big story expansion because it looked good. And it was actually super good story-wise. So they started with the Joker, uh, which I believe is voiced by Mark Hamill. He is. And he's actually a competent, like, high-tier character. Like, a lot of people really like playing him. And then they have the Terminator. Which is the perfect likeness, motion captured, and the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger, really. And then, yeah. and then they just added with the release that I bought in at Robocop. Okay. So you can pit all these people against each other, no problem. I mean, I, I kind of like uh, MK10, where they were all- They had the Xenomorph the and the- Well, they're all yeah. horror icons. Yeah, like Jason and Freddy and uh, yeah. the like Xenomorph. was in there. Maybe I don't remember. I, They're I all horror hear, icons. I I can't remember because I don't know if this was a rumor or if it was just a fact I heard and just didn't care enough to keep it in my memory. But I thought I heard someone state that the reason the Joker was in uh in uh, MK11 was because it was actually supposed to be Pennywise, but <laughs> then, but like negotiations broke down, so they went with uh, DC and they let them have the Joker. I'm not sure if that's true. I just remember they, they already it have the rights. They have the rights to DC because the people who make Mortal Kombat also make Injustice. Okay, and, and yeah, then that it, that leaves more credence to this being true. So <laughs> that's the reason why Scorpion and Sub Zero are in Injustice too. Yeah, because why not? And then they they had like some like comic book legend like design their costumes to be like DC super villain looking mm. costumes, and it's fucking awesome. Um, I'm in. Yeah. No, World Combat 11 is a beautiful game, actually. I was kind of surprised because, like, I, I skipped it at first because it kind of looked like a downgrade. But then it turns out the reason why it looks like a downgrade from MK10 is because the characters are all fully customizable in their appearance. So, like, Scorpion has a rendered head and hair and face, but you put the orange mask on because you want to, right? Okay. 
in the little x-ray moves, which don't show you the bones anymore. They're not really x-ray moves anymore. They're just slow-mo action shots, right? You can see, like, their helmet will, like, phase out so you can see, like, the effect of you, like, smacking them in the face. Because every character is fully customizable. So you look at the default outfit for some of them, and you compare that to their MK10 version, which is not customizable, and it's like, this is a straight downgrade. What the fuck did they do to Jackie Briggs, right? (laughs) Yeah. What happened to Cassie's face? And it's like, oh, well, it's fully customizable. And your Cassie cage, in, after some upgrading in MK11, will actually look way fucking cooler than Mortal Kombat 10. Um, you just need to invest a little bit of time and make them your own. And that was especially the case with returning characters from MK9 that were not in MK10, like the blood chick that was like the first DLC, Scarlet. Right? Yeah, yeah. She looked like a bimbo in Mortal Kombat Nine. She had the skimpiest outfit, and she looked like um like a GI Joe with tits. She was ugly. They're all the girls in MK Nine are ugly. Let's be real. Her her version of her in MK Eleven has well one a lot more clothes on, and that made people upset. It's like oh my god, they're covering her up, and it's like, well, I mean, have you seen her second outfit, her two P outfit? Like it's fine. It's totally fine, guys. She's got what? a great ass. They're- she looks great. I'm not an advocate for, like, censorship, but, like, just because your character's dressed skimply does not make them look good. Sometimes right. clothes is better. I always hated that idea that, like, someone putting clothes on the character is censoring them. It's like, bitch, people wear clothes. What do you mean? Like, look at look at 2B's design. She works in her outfit. Mm-hmm. And, but I, 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 again, I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV. I have 2B's outfit in that game. It does not look good on my character. Like, not wearing pants just does not make my character look good. So I have right. to, like, glamour Sometimes that to look like pants. Sometimes you need the pants to make your ass look fat. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Also, Tubi's outfit is not that suggestive, right? Not like, really. Yeah, it's a leotard with, like, a dress and leggings, right? It's not that fucking crazy. It's the fan art that's crazy. Well, the the one, the one art of it in the model in Final Fantasy fourteen. The leggings are just like an A-string. That yeah. does change your character okay. model's uh, character model. Your character model has a fatter ass when you put on 2B's uh, yep. uh, leggings. That is the thing. Nice. Every character gets it. Again, I love that they did that. I don't use it because this doesn't look good on my character, but I love that it's there. It's it's a beautiful touch. Yoko Taro must be proud. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's actually a Reddit thread where people were getting pissed because they changed it for a patch uh, because of a mess up. And the dude who I don't remember the the director of Final Fantasy 14 had to go in and make like a long apology about like, no, we know what we we actually it was an accident. We're fixing it. Calm down. People know what you want. (laughs) Yeah. They actually brought on Yoko Taro to do the story for that uh, for that raid, too. eh? Like, it's that's really fucking cool. So speaking of, I have a I have a tangent that gets us to our next menu item on the agenda. So, Jordan, I don't know if you know this because I don't know what websites you frequent, but um, I remember there was some anonymous internet individuals that used um measurements from like screenshots from FMVs and stuff from Final Fantasy VII to statistically prove that Tifa in FF7R actually did not have any reduction in her breast size. They're actually bigger. I look, she's it- taller. I went for blackout on oh, blackout. on on uh on Final Fantasy VII remake. So I didn't like I didn't know there was a conspiracy or a not conspiracy uh, outcry about Tifa's breasts. Right, because they revealed her design, and it's like, oh, she's got leggings instead of bare legs, and Fine. oh, she's got a pleated skirt instead of like a, a a leather one that nobody would wear. 
I'm ever. fine with that. It, like, those are all fine. Nothing like, about Tifa's design now is bad. Nothing. Right. It's just people thought that... Wait, there's so, one hold, thing. What? Her hair doesn't go into a dolphin tail anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, fair. Oh, uh, unplayable. You can't really animate that if you actually have hair <laughs> physics. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Fair. So... Uh, victim is not very far in Final Fantasy VII, so I, I won't like spoil anything. Uh, if the viewers are hoping for me to spoil a thirty-year-old game, um, God, has it been thirty years yet? Uh, it's close. It came out in nineteen ninety-eight. Oh, okay, so it's been twenty-two years. I thought it came out in ninety-six. Never mind. Okay, nope. never mind. Whoo! So, um, so with Tifa, right? Like, obviously, victim, you've seen like she has comically huge tits, but also the art style for Final Fantasy VII is like slightly chibi. I mean, you've seen their models, and they're some of them really, in, in really low poly. Yeah, they're not only are they low poly, like in the FMV cutscenes, like if you see them, they're kind of short with exaggerated features. Um, like, yeah, like Barrett is wider than any muscular man should be wide. Tifa is short and like full figured with the boobs, and it's like mm, that's not right. In Final Fantasy VII remake, they're all human size, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, it's more photorealistic than. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you measure like the the height from her chin to her forehead, and you take into consideration how much taller she is, her boobs are actually bigger in the remake. But they're not; they don't look that way. And people were like mad, like, "Oh my god, they've come to censor Square Enix. Sony is at it again." And it's mm. like, no, actually, they made her more attractive, and they made her breast bigger. What are you so complaining you, about? I'm gonna be real. I don't even think it matters. It's like because Yuffie's best I, girl, right? Yuffie's best girl. Got <laughs> I. I, I genuinely don't understand why people get mad about this stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Unneeded censorship, like the random fucking light rays and uh, Devil May Cry 5. Sure, that's annoying because it just fucks the scene. It looks stupid. But, like, a woman putting on more clothes? Is that is that really the hill we die on? You're not going to see your nipples in game, guys. No matter what they do with their boobs, they aren't coming out of her top. <laughs> so it's like, chill out. You can go look online for that shit. That's, that's somewhere on the internet. Go have fun. Be free. I've shown you the one the the promised land. Yeah, like in uh, Street Fighter Five, whenever Jordan plays Poison, he always has that dress outfit. Way more Shut clothes up. than the default. <laughs> Looks uh, great though. Actually, did you know the censorship for Street Fighter Five? No. So ESPN threw a bitch fit uh, because when you'd use Armika's critical art, she would it, the camera would zoom in and she's slapping her ass before she did it. They they uh, they censored out the zoom in and no longer zooms in on her ass anymore. She still does the animation. It just you don't see it. Unplayable. See, that one's just weird on their part. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, that one like there's like the, the people who did the censorship was the censorship was ESPN. They didn't want that. I mean, Capcom may have done it preemptively. I'm not sure. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the guru on this. Right. So uh, I bring up FF7 though because Victim has been streaming it lately. Uh, I know. I I don't know if there's any overlap between Victim's Victim's viewers and the viewers of our show. Maybe there is. I I see the metrics. They're terrifying. Uh. I never thought I'd have so many listeners. <laughs> um, I seven's been really good for me too. Like it, we we've been hitting like ten years of stream. Yeah, because yeah. remember, like, victim's a small streamer, and it's like a hobby. It's not a job. I mean, you, it uh, could be one day. Oh, <laughs> uh, like last your last stream because I've been watching every episode because to me it's just it's nostalgic. It feels really good just to watch a random person, like not oh. random, a new person play through it. But like last stream, you got like three people that have never been there before who literally states they just go watch new people play Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, and they they the, my chat was moving so fast I genuinely couldn't like read everything. I was able to read it still just fine, but there was shit that was leaving the screen before I could look back. So one of them 
tried to tried to step up on my uh versus my game knowledge. There you go. <laughs> I, had to put, I had to put them in their place on that one. Big mistake. Nobody knows Final Fantasy VII better than Jordan. I yeah. I think I come in a close second, but I I'm not that good. I know more about eight. Well, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you got eight beat on eight, but no, like victim will like go to an area, and I'll just for shiggles because I'm not doing anything but watching his stream, it, and I'll just put in like, like fun fact: this, then this, this, and this got canceled. Uh, so like this thing should have been here, but if you remove this, you can see a doll in the background. No one's gonna know that unless they have no time on their hands. I've seen a couple YouTube videos that that brought that up. Trying to flex on that knowledge, I've seen the doll, the doll that you're talking about. Yeah, it's in the <laughs> well at the uh, coral uh, prison. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I'm getting all these zones. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a boss here. Like, oh, maybe I come back here and there's something here. And Jordan's like, no, no, that's just cut content. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I missed. I must have missed <laughs> um the last stream then because I I thought you were he, at Junon still. No, he got he got to the prison. Oh, the boat. I I I stopped watching at the boat. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, I had no. to go. Oh man. Uh, did you watch the VOD when he did the uh for when he did the uh the, the flashback? Yeah, I definitely went back for that. He's fucking speechless <laughs> when he saw the town on fire. <laughs> I was just like, uh, my my brain was like, okay, Sephiroth, he's slow walking, he's villain walking. I'm gonna catch him, and like I'm gonna get outside, and he's gonna be there, and something bad's gonna happen. I get out, and everything's literally full ign- full ignited. I'm like, how? Where did he get this much fire? God damn. I was I was in there for like ten seconds max. What the fuck? You were like speechless. It was awesome. Yeah, it was but yeah, beautiful. Jordan, I I totally get it. Like I had the same experience watching Victim blind playthrough Xenoblade Chronicles two. I mean, yeah. I had recently within like a, the last year finished it myself and convinced him to play it. Watching him experience all that all those key moments for the first time, like I I was able to live like vicariously through him exactly. to relive them myself because it's not the same thing as me replaying it because I know everything that's going to happen because I've already played it. So right now, with Final Fantasy uh, 7, I'm playing a mod. Uh, like I'm actually playing it again but I'm playing with a mod called New Threat. And it changes uh, the original New Threat changes a lot of, uh, it changes basically the entire combat. You oh. get different materia. You get uh, every weapon gives you stat bonuses. Every um, armor gives you like stat resistances like like bolt immunity or like silence immunity or something like that plus more stats you when you level up you can assign points to uh you can choose a class to level up in for each character so like cloud would have x soldier mercenary uh or like pit fighter or something and it would give you Mm -hmm. different stat alignments that you can put into it um and they changed all the bosses and made them harder made the game harder in general and, like, that's how I've been having to keep myself nostalgic for the game. But watching someone else play, like, Victim, it's been just... It's just uh, awesome. So good. So good. It's like, oh, I know what's coming, and he doesn't, and he's getting it live, and I'm not spoiling it. And it's like, ah! He did the thing. It's great. It feels good to watch him play through Blind, and I really hope that he plays Legend of Dragoon next. We should probably talk about how I, um... It took me, like, an hour and a half to get Yuffie, because <laughs> I literally trial and errored it. I didn't. I was like, nobody tell me. And every time Jordan would say fail, I'm like, no, no, I didn't. Shut the fuck up, dude. No, the, the last one, the the greatest mistake you ever make is asking for Yuffie's name. And I, I, I love that. I just typed in the chat, fail. And he's like, no, you're bullshitting me. 
you're bullshitting me. I'm typing her name in. She's in the party now. And then she like runs off with 700 gil. Like, what the fuck, yeah. bitch? What are you oh. doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> she's awesome, though. Like, she was a mainstay in my party. Like, when oh, she hurts. Played. She slapped so fucking hard. I was like, dude, she's hitting harder than Cloud. What the fuck? Uh, she was missing, <laughs> like, she was missing a glass cannon by the, uh, by the designer. Like, uh, so, yeah. perfect for my party, because I like that. Like, right. oh, the other thing that that new threat mod does, Dylan, is give every character a passive. A passive ability. Oh. Uh, and Yuffie is, her strength stat has gotten buffed, but her defense stats just keep going down further and further. Oh. But uh, what she gets is when she gets hit with a physical attack, she gains 100% evasion until she gets hit with a magical attack. So, like, oh, that's cool. Interesting. So, like, yeah. If, if you want, I'd recommend New Threat to anybody who likes Final Fantasy VII and wants to, you know, a, to play it again with some challenge. And it's also the easiest mod to download for Final Fantasy VII. Because every other one's a pain in the dick. Yeah, I know there is this one I was watching. Well, I didn't watch it all the way through, but like I watched some highlights from a guy on YouTube who played through a, a mod that did redid the graphics a little bit. Like uh, everybody's FMV model uh, was their battle model, so it was like high re- higher res, I guess. But like they redid the models on a lot of the enemies, and they took a lot of creative liberties that I didn't like. For example, that tentacle Genova thing that that bubbled up and made a. In, Victim fought like a golem of it in the boat, right? That enemy and various similar enemies in the future Victim doesn't know about, uh, they kind of looked like they were wearing like paladin armor. They were the same size, but they looked like angelic in a way. And I'm like, this is this is not what it's supposed to look like. This is bullshit. And I was like, come on, yeah. mod maker, this is wrong. <laughs> I've got yeah. real with you, though. One thing, I don't even know why I didn't mention it, because I saw it and I was like, what the hell? Th- that Genova clone thing had an attack where he would literally like lean back off the screen. And it just looked like they grabbed the access tool and spun it. So it I know. looked very <laughs> jarring. I mean, old game. Not going to shit you on it. You did point it out. I remember yeah. did pointing I? it out. Okay, yeah. I, I just forgot pointing it out. That looked... I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's another mod that I that I saw that was... Um, I don't know what it was called, but uh, but essentially they took the Final Fantasy VII um, Crisis Core model type quality and just mm-hmm. put that into the game. And then they also gave it like voice acting, and the voice acting is actually pretty good. But the other problem is that they didn't actually change the models; they just put a tech the texture on top of them. So you have these like really nice like PS2 era graphics on the models of Final Fantasy VII, which do not move like normal people. Oh god, because they're hyper exaggerated. It is is bad. Because like the the model movements are very exaggerated to give to convey emotion since you don't have facial features and so like when Cloud bends down the texture on the model cuts in half and it looks like it's just two like two individual Oof. units just moving on a I mean, weird axis that already happens let's be fair Barrett when he waves it literally looks yeah. like he's his mouth is moving like the fucking well, Canadians from St- South Park well it does <laughs> but with the models that's in the game you kind of get that but imagine yeah, a yeah. ps2 era model doing that that yeah i suppose that's fair it like again i'm i'm fine with everything in, in the game how, how it is but i i could see that being a bit jarring yeah i just don't recommend that mod at least not until it's completely done mm-hmm. yeah i recommend new threat jordan you, you bring up uh crisis core now i have to ask you so let's pretend for a moment the remake hasn't come out yet Oh no! Okay. If you if you were to take all of the entries into the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, how would you rank them on an order of unnecessary fan servicey this shouldn't exist to absolutely essential should exist? How would you rate them? 
Okay, so I'm just going to go down all the lists of, of all the Final Fantasy VII content. And you can uh, skip the ones you haven't experienced. Like I I've that experienced Turks them game. all. Oh, oh I mean, my god. I've Even played, the Japanese-only Turks game I've on played, the phone? I've played a emulated, fan-translated uh, 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 game of Before Crisis. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Go in order, or whatever order right. you want. So, order of games re- upon release. One, Final Fantasy VII. You have to fucking play it. <laughs> Essential. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so then came out uh, the, um, the three big, uh, the, the big content uh, games. Uh, content patches? Whatever you want to call them. Entries. Uh, mm-hmm. Advent Children. Not necessary for the story, but does give new light to the, like, new air to the world. Would you like better, uh, Advent Children or the uh, special edition Advent Children? I like the special edition Advent Children just because there's so many more scenes in that movie that just oozes more character. Like, there's like an extended two, like two extra minutes of Reno and Rude just bullshitting. That's awesome. Who doesn't actually. want that? <laughs> That's a good point. I like that they redid the fight at the end of the movie as well. Yeah, but I haven't watched that in a long time, so I need to go back and rewatch it. Maybe we should do it in person. That might, that might be fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've watched the regular Advent Children recently because I had it on DVD and we all got together mm-hmm. and just watched it. But I haven't watched the, the full extended cut in a while. But besides that, then you have Crisis Core. Crisis Core is not necessary to understand the story of Final Fantasy VII if you <sighs> play completely through Final Fantasy VII and find the secret hitting cutscene at the end of the game. Okay, but, yeah, true. But if you don't find that because... Who the fuck is going to go through, going to like explore the game at the end of it and go to a single place that you would never want to go back to because there's no reason to watch a cutscene you didn't know existed? So, That's fair. It's a great cutscene though. It's good. It, it explains a lot. Uh, and Crisis Core explains that cutscene, but also explains like the Wu Tai War in a better light. It also explains Avalanche a little more because and the way Soldier functions. Like, there's a lot of good lore bits to it it's not necessary but it enriches the world also like preteen spunky yuffie is like really endearing it's it's great i mm, mm, preteen it's like yuffie i know works. she won't die yeah uh, but <laughs> you're she good. is real fucking annoying <laughs> uh, and and Ratty plus kid. plus watching <laughs> watching all the stuff because there's a lot of the flashbacks you get in final fantasy 7 are in crisis core with crisis core graphics and voice right. acting. That's beautiful. So then, what, what about the Crisis Core exclusive details that were added? What do you, what do you think of those? Like Project G, I think it was uh, called. You don't, you don't have to give the details for victim's sake. But I, the new additions, what do you think? I like Angeal. Angeal brings, is good for the story because the theme of Final Fantasy Crisis Core is like, is heredity. It's hereditary. It's, uh, it's uh, passing on the torch. It's, uh, it's remembrance, and and you can't really have that type of theme without somebody to start it. And Angeal is really good for that purpose. So Angeal is a great character to introduce to basically put the story of Final Fantasy VII into motion. Because he, him, and Sethroth, and I guess Genesis, if you really want to talk about it, uh. it starts the story that then culminates. In Final Fantasy VII, and then gets added in Advent Children, and then you have Genesis, which I don't know why he's only there because Gact really wanted to be in the Final Fantasy VII game because he liked Final Fantasy VII, and he, I 
my head cannon. He threw a bitch fit at the at the creators until they let him in. I think Tetsuya Nomura just has a hard on for Gact. I mean, have you seen that man? Who doesn't have a hard on for Gact? <laughs> I've seen. I used Gact. to listen to. I've seen. I've heard his music in high school. Like I used to unironically listen to Malice Miser, but that, that's a different life. Gact is not a bad. Is not is not a bad person or a bad like creator. He just did not need to basically be like fanboyed into Final Fantasy VII. He served really no no good purpose. Now I'm excited to hear your um your take on Dirge of Cerberus. I'm getting there. But You're getting that there. Was, that was the first that, shooter, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting there, Dylan. Calm down. Okay, okay. Dylan, I remember when that it, launched and I was like, what? This is another Final Fantasy VII Dylan? game? Dylan, this is, this is like watching a porno. I can't give you away the stuff you want or else you won't stay for the rest. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Before Crisis is the most unique thing to come out of Final Fantasy, period. Because <laughs> it is a... It, it kind of runs like a visual novel, but it... And it, uh, you get your... You get to create your own, your own Turk and you get to interact with the Turks. But the thing that that before crisis does is explain a lot of the past stuff that you know some people ask questions about but some of the stuff you just don't think about like why the people in calm act so like so reverent towards shinra and in um dirge of not god damn it in crisis before crisis before crisis they explained that the turks accidentally nuked calm that's not the original calm that is what they did. They did. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it because Victor hasn't got there yet. But they rebuilt Calm and put a bunch of actors in there to make people think mm-hmm. that Shinra didn't fuck up as hard as they did with that one. And that's actually the first town that you go to after you leave Midgar. So Victor has been there. Yeah, but he thought nothing of it. Yeah. Well, no. I think I've explained it to Victor before, and he like dis like kind of disagreed with me. And like looking back, like it wasn't as big as a detail as I had remembered because. Yeah, but it, also it's it's kind of a stretch because we don't know if that was their original intent with when they yeah. made the original game. Well, that is a, that's pretty much what a lot of these games do is explain stuff. Like, how did Red Thirteen get captured by Hojo? Before Crisis tells you. He mm-hmm. uh, how did Avalanche form? Before Crisis, before Crisis tells, tells you. you, it even tells you who, it even lets you meet the founder, which is Ye- not in Final Fantasy VII. Yep, uh, and like and like um. Wasn't she like really strong too? Uh, yeah. She she's a she was a like I can't really remember the character. It's been a while. A lot of my Final Fantasy knowledge has been a lot. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven knowledge has been been a long time ago. Also, it's before Crisis. It's okay if you don't remember. Oh <laughs> yeah. Also, before Crisis, fan translated. Right. But um, but yeah, before Crisis is a good entry, but you need to be kind of diehard to to like want that knowledge. Also, victim. This was a cell phone game before smartphones, so it was like, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know all about that. Another series I'm, I'm gearing up to play, the Tales of series, has like eight of those kinds of games, and I will not be because they are very hard to get a hold of nowadays. One more, uh, Dylan, then we'll get to the Cerberus. The the last antho- order, uh, the Latly anthology novel on the way to a smile, which happens, which takes place between Final Fantasy VII and Advent Children. Oh, and it's a bunch of short stories that uh for that every character has like a novel ha- has a section, and they are just kind of feel good novels that let you that just tell what every character did after meet 
after the end. And there's like some humor in it, like Red 13 says that he's going to get a cell phone to keep in touch with everybody, but he can't <laughs> use it because he has no fingers. That's great. I think there's, it also hints that Yuffie's bisexual. Um, oh my. Yeah, she has like a friend, but uh, in the original translation of the book, she uses a very affectionate honorific for her. Uh, but in the novel, in the English version of the novel, it's kind of just... And, like you could, you can put the you they can, like, sailor mooned it. Yeah, they say they didn't really sailor moon it. No, they uh, they not that like, drastic. You can infer it. Like okay. you could see that if okay. they said that they were that they liked each other, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, on our way to the smile is pretty good. It also explains who the hell Denzel is, unless you watch that one anime show that I actually haven't watched because mm-hmm. I can't fucking find it. Uh sorry. Yeah, don't worry, victim. That character is not in the original game. Nah, it's okay. And then we'll get to Dirge Cerberus. <laughs> Dirge of Cerberus is everything I love and hate about gaming. Uh, let's hear it. I I love everything Dirge of Cerberus tries to do. The game itself is fun. It is a fun third-person shooter where you get to customize your own weapon. You there's a lot of cool stuff you get to do as Vincent. But at the end of the day, the game kind of just drags on and goes really nowhere. It doesn't really explain anything except for it explains why Vincent and Yuffie were not in the final cutscene of Final Fantasy VII. Realistically, they weren't in there because they were side characters they didn't put in any FMV cutscenes. But to explain that away, they stated that Yuffie and Vincent went to uh, Midgard to evacuate them due to... Due to censor the events that victim doesn't know about of uh, what happens at the end of the game. Um, so that was cool, uh, story wise. But like the whole story with Vincent and like and like the entire WR well WRO is not uh, big a problem. The deep ground, I think they were called. Yes, that felt really unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Um, what did you think of the? And let's not spoil victim, so I'm not gonna call it by name. But what did you think of the uh, the giant monster thing? And its relevance to the plot. I thought it was a cool addition. It was. It, it it was a cool addition, kind of how they uh uh how kind of how they like they explain explain with the weapons. Mm-hmm. But I was trying not to call it by name. It, <laughs> no, it, he knows about what the weapons are. No, he also, hasn't got that far. Yeah, but he knows a lot of stuff. Oh right, because everyone talks about Final Fantasy oh. Seven. I beat Emerald Weapon, guys. I, <laughs> I suppose yeah. I should also mention uh, that, like, I'm not like super spoiled, but. There's like a lot of keynotes that I'm, I'm I'm aware of. Also, victim doesn't know what the weapons are. He right. just knows I've they heard exist. About them. Not entirely mm-hmm. certain what they are. Yeah. So also, he's played good. Final Fantasy fourteen, so he knows that you know they've been made into that game as yeah. like, fan servicey yeah. bosses. Very fan servicey bosses that come out of goddamn whatever. So yeah, they yeah. got a really fucking dark story though. Holy shit! I won't I won't spoil it for anyone playing fourteen, but. Yeah, but the, the story that they have in 14 has nothing to do with 7. No, no yeah, not at all. <laughs> so you will be just as thrilled to hear about why they exist. And basically, there's a new one in Dirge of Cerberus. But it has a different purpose. And I thought Is it, it Opal really well to the start. No, uh, no. And uh, well, not all of them are colors I'm, for gemstones. I'm just being a dick. Asshole. And then um, they kind of retconned Vincent's role in all that. And I thought the retcon was cool. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, never mind. His purpose, which, yep. th- how it works with that weapon. Yep, no, and I remember. I thought that was cool. The the proto-materia? Or, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go into, like, what the proto-materia does. I, that's what it was called. Yeah, no, like, 
in the grand scheme of things, Dirge of Cerberus is completely skippable. Do I recommend you skip it? Hell no. It's such a good time. It's a, it's it's like, a good romp. It's like, do you like Metal Gear Rising? Do you like Shadow the Hedgehog? Boy, do I have a game for you. Yeah, like, pretty much. God damn it. <laughs> and no, no the, the one thing I absolutely hate, if you can, you probably can't, but if you can, get a Japanese version of it, though. Because they added one feature in the American version that irritates the fuck out of me. In the American version, Vincent can double jump. It serves no purpose. It cannot get you into any platform because no platform was designed for him to have the ability to double jump. That's dumb. That's very, it's very dumb. But I guess they're like, oh, Americans can't play a third-person action RPG like uh, Devil May Cry without being able to double jump. I'm going to be real with you. My That's the last series I went through. My first thing I bought was double jump. That's the first <laughs> thing you should buy. every single day. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. That that is my analysis of everything that is Final Fantasy related. Okay. That's not like content, like the the Ultimacia guides or the cut content stuff. Because if we want to go talk what cut about content, we'll be here all day. What about Last Order? That was the anime one, right? Yeah, the anime that covers the the one part in FF Seven that overlaps with Crisis Core before Crisis Core was made. I have not been able to find it to view it. Okay, that's fair. That's like, fair. I've been looking, and I cannot, I can just can't find it. I may try again uh, later, but, yeah. Where do, where would you place Cloud on the, the power level charts of all the Final Fantasy protags? Okay, now here's where I have a problem. We're yeah. not gonna get to D&D tonight, are we? Probably not. In Final <laughs> Fantasy, but no, this one I can just, like, gloss over. In Final Fantasy Seven. I would, like... Let, let's say we do the Marvel power list. Marvel power list is one, you're a normal human, two, you're above average, and at seven is uncalculable Hulk strength. It's just, they stop trying to measure it because it's just too strong. Cloud would be a two. He's not, like, physically uh-huh. and in, like, in-game universe, he's not that powerful. He is durable um, at the events of Final Fantasy VII. He's, because he survives that fall from Midgar, which is canonically, in Final Fantasy VII, is uh, 50, uh, 50 meters. Yeah, but the flowers caught him. The flowers caught him, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, like, like yeah, he's very durable. He's been impaled thrice? Like... Ah, so he's Dante then. I got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. You'll get there, but, like, in the whole storyline, he's been impaled many times. Uh, and you saw Tifa got cut down and stood, like, she's fine. She didn't have a scar. I feel like there's more to that story. They've hinted there's more to that story. <laughs> she really got cut, and she really was fine, like... It, yeah, they just re- restore materia. Materia happened. Moving on. Um, but no, then we get the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I think does a huge disservice to Cloud by making his power scaling just non-consistent. He is, like, in the first bombing mission, he basically does the anime trope of running, of climbing up falling objects by just jumping on them. And if that's the case, how the fuck did he fall after fighting, um, uh, my mind died. I forgot what's called. <laughs> yeah, uh, second bombing mission. I'll remember it in, like, 30 seconds and just yell it out. The Airbuster? Airbuster! Like, how'd he fall? <laughs> and then, not even to that, that notion... They've changed the scaling of Midgar in the remake. It is now 300 meters from the place to the slums. 
That is a significant greater height. And yet he's still fine. Every story is 10 feet. If you fall 20 feet, two stories, you're you're going to break a bone. Unless you're lucky. So, so yeah. Like, <laughs> put that into perspective for people. There's a lot of, like, like I'm not going to get into the remake because then you're going to have to make an entire new episode that's just Jordan bitches about the remake for 20 minutes, but still at the end says he loves it. Let me borrow it from you and play it, and then we can have that episode. I'd love to have you back on the show. We were going to talk about Dungeons & Dragons tonight, and I don't even... I don't even know if we're going to get there because I'm having a really good time. <laughs> like, if you want, we get to that. Cause, again, I can talk about Final Fantasy VII literally all day. I'm fine with that. Um, but we can't spoil it for poor Victim. No, like, Victim needs to beat it or at least get to this three. So back to my question. Which, which Final Fantasy protagonist do you think Cloud could kick their ass? All of Squall. them? Oh, Final Fantasy no in general? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Com- let's compare protagonists for a minute. Like, oh, let's say... One-on-one fights, Cloud versus the different people. Who, who we... wins and who loses? Okay, first, we're gonna, I just need one major ground rule. What power scaling are we? We're just doing, like, power scaling. Are we just doing who they are or their type, their games, their game powers? Before Final Boss. Before, okay. Mm, or at, at challenge of Final Boss. Because, like, obviously, you know, Cloud anime running on falling objects is something I would expect at the end of base e- Final Fantasy VII. Not the beginning. Nope. Because last cutscene, Cloud almost falls. That's a good point. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So he can't anime run, even hey. though he does in the movie. So okay. Forget so the movie for a second. Let's if- say when he's in the final dungeon of FF7 that we will not name, how strong you expect him to be to beat the final boss reasonably without power leveling? All right. So I'm just going to go through Final Fantasy games. Uh, one doesn't have pro- main protagonist. Furion. Uh, my little sister can beat Furion in a fist fight. Uh, three. I uh, was the Onion Knights. I think Cloud could beat them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Just because the Onion Knights are more versatile and powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, for... Cecil Harvey, my boy. Can you? Can he beat Cecil? <sighs> I think that would be a draw into... If uh, a draw, when it comes to drag out, Cecil will win. When it comes to raw power, Cloud would win. I mean, he's from the moon. How do you yeah. beat that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Bars. Cecil had a sequel. He had a sequel before anyone else. Wait, before wait, it was, cool. was he a dragoon by chance? No, that was no, Kane Highway. That was Mr. Oh. Mr. Second oh, in command the of the party. Okay, he was from the moon, dude. He can jump higher. That, that, Actually, come victim, on. <laughs> important Final Fantasy trivia. So there was a guy, I forget his name in Final Fantasy 2. It was something Highwind. He was the dragoon. It wasn't yeah. Kane. It was like, I think his name started with a G or something. I don't but know, but he was a Highwind. Nobody remembers Final Fantasy 2 because Final Fantasy 2 was poop, right? It was all right. Its story was like really dark and mature for its time. The problem was the mechanics. The the level of mechanics didn't work for what they were trying to do. Instant mechanics though. So there every time you reference like a legendary spear or a dragoon character, normally High Wind has something to do with their name. You uh don't know the reference for Final Fantasy VII yet. There is one. Uh, but it's Final Fantasy fifteen you played, it's you know, there was a girl named Aranea, her last name was High Wind, she was a dragoon, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of references in 14. I don't know them. Um, uh, I'm actually not. I'm not familiar if there's any a high wind in 14 yet. Don't know if there is. I probably skipped it because I skipped a lot of the the side content. I'm Google pretty it. sure Astinian has like a weird French name. Astinian is the dragoon of that game, but he's not a high wind. Yeah, right. But the point is, is that they reuse that name a lot, and um, you'll you'll see. And yes, and there is a character named Sid Stinian? in seven, and that's okay. Fucking there's more. Sexiest dragoon. <laughs> I'll say it right now. Better than RNA. 
They can mm, take that back. Tall order. Order. They're all right. They're equal. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. They're equal. All right, Jordan. Let's get back to. Uh... Okay. Um. So going back to what I was saying, uh, we were on five. So butts. I'm sorry, Bart's butts. Close. Look, I don't like Final Fantasy V because the story is kind of lame. I do like the context of this story, but they they just tell it in such a bad way. But I do like the system. But oh, God damn it, Bart. Um. Is. <laughs> It, it's you're not wrong. His no, I'm butts. not. His name it's is Butts. butts. Like, his butts. His English. But that's name because is of translation. Yeah, like, it should be Bart's based on his Japanese name translated. Just like how <laughs> X Death. What a stupid name. That should be Exodus. Yes, but it's not. Wait, really? Yes. Yes. Oh my fuck! I always thought X Death was like kind of edgy for a Final Fantasy. Game. That's why when they put Exodus in Final Fantasy 12, they named him Exodus instead of X Death. Yeah, but anyway, it's confusing people because they. They corrected the record, and then a lot of people didn't get the reference, except that he looks just like him. Uh, but whatever. But uh, but no. Uh, so Bart and the rest of the cast, I guess, they're again like the Onion Knights. They are versatile, but they are not powerful. And Cloud isn't all rounder, but I think his base power is stronger than than their uh, than their base power. Have In you seen any... that man twirl his fucking Buster Sword? Right. That's all uh, I gotta say. Uh, mm-hmm. and. Then we have five. Now, here's what I'm going to say is going to be the probable hands-down contender. Five, uh, you, se- six. you mean six? Six, sorry. <laughs> the hands-down okay. contender. Six doesn't really have a main main character. Like, a lot of them, almost every character in six is almost equally as important of the primary cast. So, I'm going to just say right now, uh, Locke, Cloud wins. Oh, wait, go on. Okay, are you going to compare multiple, or are yes. you just going to pick up hair? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Locke, Cloud wins. I want to say that that Sabin could be Sabin beats Cloud because he can suplex a train. Uh yeah. So I was gonna say like that is that is kind of mechanical and canon. Uh I think it's Somehow. actually it was a glitch. I think that they he wasn't no. supposed to do it. it. Yeah, it's one of those things where they just didn't think about it. But like, it, yeah, again, if if Sabin can suplex a train, he wins. If Sabin can't, Cloud wins. And then we get to, I haven't played Six in a long time, the uh, Locke's love interest, the the night girl, that the rune knight. Cecil? No. No. Sorry. No. What was her name? Celeste. 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 Uh, again, kind of like with uh, with uh, Cecil, it's, it'd be a long, drawn-out fight, but I think Cloud win that. Unless she can absorb the materia power, in which case, Celeste wins. But then we get to uh, Terra. Terra wins. Yeah, Terra handily wins, but she's also kind of yeah. overpowered. She is stupid overpowered. Because her transform, she has summons. She yeah. doesn't really have to fight face-to-face. She doesn't want to, and if she does, she trances. Like, Terra wins. And all the other Final Fantasy VI cl- cl- uh, characters, I don't really think stand much of a chance. Mog would win hands down. You know that. Mog's a Moogle, therefore gets stomped immediately. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Moogle rights, man. I, lo- I have a really love-hate relationship with Moogles. Uh, mm-hmm. so then we get with seven. Uh, Cloud beats Cloud. Like, it's yep. like Rob. Yeah. yeah. Cloud beats Cloud. Uh, and then we go to eight. The problem with eight is how really customizable stats are. But the fact mm-hmm. that Squall can have essentially perfect stats at the end of the game if you have done the, sy- the junction system properly, I think Squall wins just on base mechanics. Can you even beat the final boss of Final Fantasy VIII if you don't? game the system because she's really no. fucking hard uh i mean you kind of can if you if you've been getting all the secret shit along the way like the summons and shit i've, I've heard that really helps gaming the system like the thing that i think if you don't want to game the junction system 
you gimp the fact that car- that uh, bo- ca- uh, enemies level with you. Say at level one, you probably can beat it without having to uh, gimp the junction system. And also, uh, Jumbo Cactar, the the summon, has a level down ability that you can cast in battle. Um, so you can like level down. Uh, you can grind down your levels if you so choose. Right. But um, I was gonna say uh, I have not beaten Final Fantasy VIII without playing the card game and then uh, card modding ah. some of the rare shit to get like Holy Wars, which make you invulnerable for a yeah. long time. That's the only way I could get through it. It's real fucking hard. I beat Omega Weapon, right? Like I I knew what I was doing, but it's like Ultimicia, the final boss of eight, is so difficult. Yeah. Like. But yeah, no, I, I think with Squall, it would be hard just because of how powerful you can game the junction system. Yes, you can get max stats on Cloud through conforming farming, but just the stats from 8 are just so superior than the stats you can acquire from 7. Mm-hmm. Because you get more than just your base stats. You get, like, like different type of elemental damage stats. Right. Such. But didn't Squall die at the first the yeah. game? How can they even fight? Yeah. Oh, my God. But anyway, so then we get to <laughs> 9. Who the fuck can't uh, can't beat Zidane? Like, He's kind of lame. My boy gonna... Zidane, I love him because I think he is like one of the few characters in a Final Fantasy game that actually has full like arcing growth. Like he has a full like personality shift through his game. He's like one of the most well written of all the main characters besides maybe Titus. But like he kind of sucks. Yeah, I gotta say I haven't played nine, but I, from what I've heard, most of those characters are pretty grounded in, yeah. in terms of power level and mm-hmm. it's you, you because wanna, like, they we're going for a more grounded story too right so it's it, like kind of nine is a more traditional fantasy it was an homage yeah. to the older games so it kind of feels like a D campaign you start with humble beginnings and you get a little better for, for <laughs> reference steiner and vivi using uh steiner telling vivi to like cast fire on his sword before attacking was like the oh my god eureka moment of that of like those characters. So if that's their pa- base like lower power level, they're pretty weak. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to ten, and I just don't <laughs> think Titus can step up. You mean tight ass? Tight ass. If we're gonna call Bart's butts, we have to call him tight. Fine, tight ass. Uh-huh. I don't think tight ass could step up just because he's just a normal dude. Yeah, he gets. Really I was gonna strong. say that too. Like I loved ten. I. I I, we, I know we, we in stream chat we had a bit of a bit of a contention about ten like back and forth on it how it, they kind of removed the creative element by yeah. essentially locking passives to characters. But I, I like that. I like the idea that I could swap characters in combat and do all that shit. Like I feel like that's something that turn based games need to do more of. I, I want to use all my characters. I don't like having only three in my party. I like seven, but I don't like that element of it for sure. To me, ten is the probably the pinnacle type gameplay design for a turn based combat. Yeah, being I really, able to really like it. like that is the best you can mm-hmm. do. If you had an ATB system like seven, uh, like six, seven, eight, and nine, then it would probably be a lot better because then you had you could yeah you could gimp the turn order system, but you had to think on your feet because time was always running out. Like, That's what that would be a ten cool two, But I was sad that they didn't expand back to the six part or, or uh, was I think it was six part members, right? I uh, didn't finish ten two. To, I I just like yeah. the fact they brought jobs back. I like jobs. Oh, uh, I, mm-hmm. I loved I loved so much about Ten Two. It's just it was grueling. It was a lot more difficult than it had any right to be. And it on the computer it crashes hard. Ooh. So I could never. Speaking it. of Ten Two, Yuna is the main character of that game, but she's the main character of that game without being a summoner. Cloud mm-hmm. wins. 
Yeah, Easy. I was say, if she had summons, Cloud stands literally no chance. But For 11, uh, the only character I know from 11 is from Dissidia, Shantoto. Can we use Shantoto for reference, or do we not know enough? I, no, I would say the player character is the okay. is them, and I would say no, like no plus the player characters could be Cloud just for the sole fact that it took uh, that it takes. Um, oh god, I think it took forty eight player characters twelve hours to defeat Pan- Pandemonium Warden. And yeah. if you can't, if one character can't beat the boss, if up to three characters can't beat the boss of your game, you can't step up to any other character. Yeah, but in the, the series, MMOs is that but, yeah, the power MMOs MMOs super skewed. I mean, uh, at least fourteen tries to hand wave a lot of that. Like, it's very rare for the the, the help you receive to be canon. Oh, uh, speaking of fourteen, though, Cloud wins because fourteen, you're actually just a regular person. Yeah, I mean, right. If we're able to like go into some of our ascendance shit, but I mean, that really just depends on where you're, where in the story you want to pull from. Like, if we're pulling from like end of Shadowbringers. I feel like we could beat Cloud just because we're we're beating gods at that point. Like we're like Final Fantasy VI levels of power. If we're gonna do that level of power, then we need to bring in like Evan Children Cloud, who can yeah. fucking fly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. so then we go with twelve. Who's the final? Who's the main character of twelve? Jordan, this and this oh, is graded. Uh, you will be graded on this question. Uh, I would like I haven't beaten twelve. I still got to play the Zodiac Age, but I think. Oh it's, really? Yeah, I think it's Ash. Was her name? Or it's maybe Bosch. Bosch. Yeah, Bosch, honestly, yeah. there's there's only two candidates for main character, and it's not Vaughn. No, he's the character. Not- he is the main character of his of his uh is a uh, Nintendo DS game. See, the big thing with Van is he was the character to introduce the world and story to because he saw it through the ki- eyes of a kid. He didn't have this grandiose take, so when they start pulling in any any level of darkness, they can ramp it up as they go. If Bosch or Ash were the main character, everything would instantly just be super dark, super, you know, gritty, and you would have never gotten, like, any of that world building going there. And I think that's why he was the introductory character, but you're definitely right. He wasn't the main character. Yeah, no. Even even the little bit I played, I just saw, like, who the fuck is this twink? Why am I playing as him? His contrast with Ash was super well done. It's the only thing about his character that I really, really liked. <laughs> right. And Pinello didn't exist. Who the fuck was she even? She was pretty though. Wait, wait. They they, <laughs> they made an entire game just to the hit sequel. the fact that they yeah. uh, that they have her and Vaughn get together. That's all yeah. the DS game was was for them to be able to hint that they are a couple. Yeah. I mean, there was some story in there, but it wasn't good. But nope. uh, I'll have you know that the character interaction and the progression of the inter-party relations in Twelve, not everything else, uh, was heavily inspired by Star Wars. Where Vaughn and Pinello uh, play the part of C3PO and R2D2. They're the first uh, characters you meet, and they bring the party together, and they're always there. You're That's not, their only purpose. They're not the main character. I didn't know that, and you're making me not want to play it. <laughs> I don't That's like the Star only Wars. similarity it has. The rest okay. is not. Okay. Yeah. I was in a Star Wars D tabletop game, and that like going and doing the research for making it for playing in a Star Wars air- universe makes me just hate Star Wars. I feel that. The Star Wars universe is not deep. No. It, it thinks it's deep, but it's not. It's it, not. It, it sounds deep because they rip off Dune. Yeah. Like, seriously, think about it. Main character of Star Wars, his name's Luke. Who was Luke's traveling companion in the Bible? His name was Paul. Who's Paul? That's the main character from Dune. Wait a minute. Yeah. They're yeah. on a desert planet. Why are they it, on a desert planet? Why are they in spice mines? What's the sandworm business? Yeah. Why is that, why is that, like, worm guy on a dais... Uh, a mob boss oh is that the god emperor wait a minute it looks just like him 
what the fuck, Star Wars? You ripped off everything. Why is the main <laughs> character a pair of twins? That sounds a lot yeah, like Leo if, and Ganema. If we, like, if we wait get a minute. Star Wars, this is going to be a night-long rant. <laughs> yeah. So before we move past 12. <laughs> Still good, though. I want to say, Leia and Alia are one letter different in their name. Yep, that they are. God. But God. before we move past 12, I wanted to Yo. say, God. I think what they should do, probably like years down the road, because Zodiac Age is still pretty fresh. If they wanted to like redo that game, I think what they need to do is they need to make the ending longer, like the ending sequences longer, and they need to add a part of the game, like a, like a second half of the game, where you play as like, was it like Gabranth and all them? Uh-huh. I, well, want, I want a part where you get to experience what's happening with the evil guys. Because I feel like that is the, the, the single most missed opportunity they had in that game. And it could have been amazing. They could have been main character material, but they just never got any screen time. Meh? Yeah. They get some screen time. So when you do eventually play Jordan, it's not like the villains are like mysterious and yeah. um, unmotivated. But it's, they could have had, they could have had oh, more time. Oh, no. I, I have a general gist of what I did. I got pretty far in the game before I just checked out because I was a kid mm-hmm. and 12 has a very political um, political storyline. And as a kid, I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck that. And now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it another shot. It is genuinely a, a fun entry. I just think that the story was kind of short in areas and rushed in others and it's just like, it was the only yeah. issue I had with the game. It's got good lore, though. It's got really strong lore, really good backstory, partly because it's in Ivalice. Also, Gabranth is my second favorite Final Fantasy villain of all. <laughs> he is good. He's really good. <laughs> ah, so 12. I'll get back to that, and we can have a discussion later. Oh, God, I mean, I have to go to 13, don't I? Do I have cloud to? Beats cloud beats <laughs> cloud? Cloud beats cloud? Sure. <laughs> like, look, if, okay, if Lightning is, in fact, the main character... She and Cloud are probably on equal footings. If we go with Before the Change, where uh, Vanille is the main character, Cloud trumps Vanille. Thank you. I have to explain that to so many people whenever 13's brought up. Vanille was the fucking main character. They retconned it because the first trailer had lightning, and then the crowd went wild. They're like, oh my god, this is a great protagonist you've got in your hands, Square Enix. And they're like, oh shit, this was the bruiser. We fucked up. That's literally (laughs) what happened to Three Houses. And there's so many people out there that like gimped themselves by playing the short shitty story first. They still love the game. Up. They still love the game. But then I'm like, but if you just played like one of the other houses, you would have experienced probably one of the greatest games released yeah. that season. Yeah. That's the only reason it didn't win game there. That, that's that's where my brain's at. Uh-huh. I I, okay. I picked female Hitler and <laughs> I, exactly I can't even finish it. I can't finish the story because I just can't relate to the character and I've I want to still finish it because I don't want to finish it eventually. She just acts so irrationally, dude. It's just like Every single thing that she wants to fight, or that she says she wants to fight for, and that she wants to do, a she never does it. Spoiler alert. But yeah. B, she not, doesn't fucking like everyone else is like pretty much on the same page as her. Well, they just don't want to be as bloodthirsty about it. The, the so reason she's just being a bitch. I will say that I picked Hitler because I like I like the uh, the character. They had the most characters in that house that I liked. I didn't know that I could recruit characters from other houses. I mean, that's fair. I mean, they're the ones that get upplayed the most. They're on all the trailers. They're the first one that you get, like, pushed yeah. to. It's like, they very clearly wanted it, but then they just, for some reason, didn't finish it. It was it was literally unfinished. You look, Bernadetta is my girl, and I will fight anyone that says otherwise. I, but now that I know a, a that A lot I can... of people were saying that she was, like, crazy, but I'm like, 
No. I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. There was something endearing about her. She is fantasy otaku. Just, just roll with it. So I wonder if, um, I wonder if uh, I picked Hitler because it will be the episode title. We'll see. Yeah. I'll think about it. Oh, but anyway. <laughs> so 13-2. Can we just assume that, um, so 13-2 is kind of a retcon. Because e. I, I love 13-2. I think it's way better than 13, first of all. But like. Didn't finish it. 13-2, the story and plot line in it is only possible because of the intro cutscene basically undoing all of your good work in 13. Yes. That's shitty. That that made me feel so bad because I played them essentially back to back. Like, why did I even bother? I guess it was all for nothing. Yeah. Like, really? But 13-2, I will state that if Sarah has the, if the ability of where she can, like, mind control, tame monsters as canon, I think she could eke out a win. Yeah, I feel like that that gives her an edge that she essentially gets to play 2v1 or yeah. more. Um, and then Final Fantasy uh, Lightning Returns, I didn't play it. I know nothing about it. I'm not very interested. I tried. It doesn't run very well on my computer. Ah. Um, <laughs> so Final Fantasy 15, the, the ring. You can't beat the ring. You can't. Yeah. I mean, think about Noctis. Like, in, when he's challenging Final Boss Man, he is basically ascended to godhood. Yeah. And, if you, you obviously you, you played fifteen at launch and you probably hated it. Yep. I have it I, I mean I mean to go back. I played it a lot later when they had a bestiary, more backstory, more cutscenes. The all the DLC was released, and you can buy a version of the game that comes with all of it without having to buy extra shit. Right? And I can tell you that with the the, the complete version of the game, it is very clear that Noctis at that point in his life is more powerful than all of the gods. Yeah. I mean, have you seen those summons? Let's be fair here. He just needs to, like, snap his fingers and remove, literally delete fucking Midgar off the map. Yeah. So, I mean. Now, mm-hmm. all that being said, I'm going to, st- I've been also referring to all of this where using base materia, just everything that you get through the game, is all Cloud has. Now, I'm going to show, I'm going to bring up the caveat that if he is doing the really weird materia combination, no one beats him. Because literally, Cloud can win uh, win any ga- uh, match in that game and not even touch the controller. You're talking about the, the, the stack limit breaks, right? Stack, you can't, like... Stack limit breaks, all Lucky 7s, final attack revive. Not, not, well, no, Cloud doesn't get luck, uh, all, uh, well, uh, Lucky 7s, because that's really hard then to do. You can stack yourself where you in, start the game with Lucky 7s. But I'm talking about like like eight counter materia with uh, command counter materia with eight mimics entering the fight using Omni Slash. You he gets hit once, he Omni Slashes sixteen times. Good lord! Yeah, that happens. And the only one that I think can beat that would be Noctis if he starts with the ring and lands it. So Cloud wins everyone because materia combinations is busted when you start doing the really dumb shit or e- or even the final attack. Uh, Final Attack Phoenix eight times would probably do it too. Also, really, with all context considered, Noctis at the end of fifteen is just kind of on another level. Like, yeah, really, I don't think anyone can beat that. He's just kind yeah. of insane. I mean, one of fifteen's biggest selling points was that it was very flashy, which was something new for the Final Fantasy series. So it's like they kind of had to go into very anime levels of over the top that other Final Fantasies just didn't have the ability to. It was very anime. What's your thoughts on uh, the new Final Fantasy 16 details that came out this week? Don't know. I mean, again, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, so I'm not looking at anything. Oh, not any of the promotional, even the trailer? I watched the first trailer. 
I gotta say, the leaks are looking true, and I won't, I won't, I won't mention them for your sake, Jordan. I haven't seen the leaks either. Don't tell me. Oh, All I know okay. is that the website came out. They've named some characters on the website release. Okay. Uh, so we have the names of some of the main characters that will be in the game, and it's looking like a pretty legit fantasy setting. I mean, obviously yeah, that's, that's obvious from the trailer. Yeah. It looks super fun, and I'm probably gonna like it. it. From what I saw at the first trailer, and I could be wrong, and I don't really care if I'm right or wrong. It kind of looks like a lot of like the Witcher three gameplay, and I'm not all against that. Like, I mean, I don't like action RPGs. Like, that was my biggest gripe with the combat system of Seven Remake. I still mm-hmm. love Remake, and like action and the combat, that's really fun. I just don't want it in my Final Fantasy. But mm-hmm. I can get behind it. The story, I, yeah. my predictions of where the story's going seem uh m- like make me interested, and I kind of want to see if I'm right. So I'm, it looks I'm down. Be super dark. I gotta say though, um, I know a lot of people are saying The Witcher, and I think that's like the easiest, most like current. But I, I got, I got a hot take. Oh, I think it reminds me a lot more of like games like Kingdom Come Deliverance, because it looks um, a lot more historically accurate than yeah. than The Witcher, and that's what gets me excited. A lot of people are like, well, it's not fantasy enough for me. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's medieval fantasy, the greatest kind of fantasy that never gets used anymore. In the trailer, looks like that. The concept art for some of the towns that are going to be in this game. Don't I mean, look like that. Look uh, at okay, so it's gonna look, be a bit of a mix then. Probably. Look at almost every down kind of down to earth Final Fantasy game. Every one of them gets to be full blown fantasy eventually. Final Fantasy one and two, full straight fantasy until the end, sci fi. Like almost yeah. every Final Fantasy goes into like sci fi, even if it's traditional fantasy or more realistic. Uh, like or if settings. it doesn't go sci fi, it goes very yeah. like cross modern. Yeah. And then you get ones like 8 and, and 15 that are just modern from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. That shit's cool because think about it. How many how many other games do that? Nobody does Magitech as a fucking main setting thing. I mean, maybe nowadays, but at the time they didn't. I mean, I like Magitech has always been a cool feature ever since it was like introduced in 6. Wherever. 6 yeah. was, I think, the primary. 6, yeah. Where Magitech they named like it. Everywhere. They named it in six. Yeah. Um. But it was kind of a thing. It was in kind like of in four. A, yeah. It's, it was like a thing. I think all the way in like the first game, Magitech was kind of a thing. But they, it was just magical technology. Like mm-hmm. they, they didn't have a name for it. It wasn't like its own unique system. Two kind of have it when it gets to the sci-fi setting. Three had airships, which, into my eyes, most airships are just Magitech. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, the way that they work in most games, they have to be. But yeah. So, do you think, uh, Jordan, do you think uh, Cloud could be Dart, Legend of Dragon? Mm. I think it would be a tough fight, but I think Dart may win it out just because the Dragoon forms are so powerful. But could he beat Goku? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Hello and welcome to the outro. The outro to episode 26, another episode in the books. I have to say... We were going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, but it just it didn't happen. I mean, there was some Dungeons mentions mentioned, maybe not some dragons, but it's like I brought Jordan on thinking, oh, we're going to like spend like, you know, a whole hour of our um, estimated hour and a half. It was more uh, talking about Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't even get to the subject. <laughs> like we kept talking about Final Fantasy seven and I had a great time. I don't regret nothing. We got Dungeons and Dragons. There we Dungeons go. Dungeons and Dragons. I like, like that. So anyways, let me say the the. The, the magic words, you can find us on social media. We have a brand account on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash melomancy. I'm technically the one using it, but don't don't DM me. And then you can find Victim, twitter.com slash mm underscore victim. 
You can find Zerva loitering in our Discord server. Please don't at me. I hate people. Don't at him. He, he's shy. We have a highlights channel on odyssey.com. That's where I cut little highlights out. You can share with your friends that are way shorter and easier to consume. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. You can also find all of our shit at melomancy.net slash listen, which is just a collection of, it's a page with a collection of links of where to actually find the show. We're in several audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whatever the fuck, right? And then, um, yeah, I'm all out of things to say. Victim, Jordan, anything? Yeah, don't forget, I'm streaming Final Fantasy VII probably like every day each week unless I'm too tired to get out. Right, and he just got to the prison and he's yeah. gonna not drop the soap. So tune in tune in for that. It's gonna be great. He's in a really good part of the game. Like Very good. It, yeah, a lot of people overlook. He, he is past the point where people who know all the spoilers, because Final Fantasy is kind of like Star Wars in a way where um, there's some spoilers that if you haven't played it or seen Final Fantasy VII, you know them already because you're not oblivious and living under a rock. And he's past those points, and he's experiencing stuff that only people who've played the game know. And it, it's, it's like me experiencing it for the first time watching him do it. It's really fun. So definitely tune into his stream. Um, and yeah, that's it.